Chapter 28 of Eight Keys to Eden by Mark Clifton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Dale Grothman. Had the pilot been able, a moment later, to look into the ease stateroom, he would have seen still another visitor, another who had not entered his ship by the normal means. Attorney General Gunderson sat in a chair facing the two E's and Linda. He seemed stunned, frozen into immobility. Only his eyes were alive, darting here and there, unbelieving. There was a limit to the number of shocks the mind could withstand, and the series had come too fast for him to adjust to them. He too had picked up Junior E. Gray as soon as he came through the arch of the quartz outcropping on the top of the mountain, the structure that somehow interfered with their visiscope's ability to penetrate and see what went on inside. He had been watching when Gray suddenly disappeared from where he had been talking to the astronavigator. That had been a shock, immediately followed by a greater one, when the ship's operator had scanned the valley and found Gray talking with the East pilot and the chief of the colonists. There was no way in which that journey could have been made that rapidly. He was still watching when the village, the fields, the escape ship, the e-ship, all had suddenly materialized before his eyes, and the people were all clothed. It couldn't be done, but he had seen it. But he kept his head. E-science must be further along than he'd realized to produce a miracle such as this. But it was science. He must hold on to that. Otherwise... He saw his case begin to melt out from under him, and he made one more effort to regain some measure of control. He saw his case begin to melt out from under him, and he made one more effort to regain some measure of control. He gave his own pilot orders to land on the surface of Eden. He transmitted orders to the other two police ships to follow in close formation, the three of them to land and take custody. But the barrier still remained and the ships could not penetrate it. He told himself that all wasn't lost. Maybe the E was back in control of Eden, but he, Gunderson, still had a morals case. All those photographs. Some of the press and commentators might desert him, now that the junior had proven adequate to the job. Unless he chose carefully, some stupid judge might decide the means were justified by the end result. But there were those photographs, and the world was full of Mrs. Grundy. He might have to back up a little bit on the incompetence of the junior E, but Mrs. Grundy would be behind him a hundred percent on the morals issue when he released some of the photographs and titillated her nasty imagination by reference to others too indecent to release. It was then that the observership got a call through to him and told him that the photographs every one of them had disappeared from the ship's vault where they had been locked and the only thing remaining in the vault was one little slip of paper which read shame on you for taking filthy pictures naughty naughty calvin gray the case was crumbling but all was not lost he still had witnesses he thought for a minute and began to wonder about those witnesses any judge anybody around the courts anybody connected with the press 
and maybe even some of the public knew that any police officer will swear to any lie to back up another police officer because he might need the favor returned tomorrow without concrete evidence he suddenly found himself standing in the cabin of the e ship confronted by e mcginnis junior e gray and mrs gray he sank down in a chair and sat frozen immobile only his eyes were alive darting frantically here and there as if expecting some hole to open up and swallow him perhaps wishing one would i don't know just what to do with you cal said a little sadly ruefully far as the e's are concerned you've only been a minor nuisance hardly worth noticing but your intentions were dangerous as far back as man's history goes the growth of police powers immediately preceded and caused the fall and destruction of each culture it is a law of the nature of man that he will resist the ascendancy of any special me and mine group over him that this resistance will grow until man will even destroy himself in the attempt to destroy that ascendancy in more recent history it was the growth extension and severity of the police in controlling every activity of man that destroyed both the united states and russia now you are attempting to rebuild that police control in world government the result will be the same man will destroy himself in trying to destroy you we and e don't want that to happen we see no need for it we have already warned that the attitude of the police toward the public is the major cause of crime that crime will increase with each increase in police power and severity until the whole structure rots and crumbles yet man has not yet progressed far enough to know how to maintain an organized society without some special body to enforce that organization it's a problem which the ease haven't solved probably because we know too little about the natural law affecting the behavior of man perhaps it is still a field belonging to non-science because science doesn't know enough yet to take hold of it i would suggest gunderson that you turn your talents and your organization to solving this problem of how to build an organized society instead of destroying it the chair where gunderson had sat was empty e mcginnis looked at cal who too was sitting silent and immobile but e science had inured him to shock he waited because it was e gray's show and he was letting cal handle it where is he now mcginnis asked when he saw the empty chair sitting at his desk in his office back on earth cal said with a grin our boy has a few things to think about you've explained the theory back of all of this mcginnis changed the subject but i still find it incredible it's still just theory well cal said theory comes first even to add two and two you first have to get the idea that it can be done a theory of how it is done but that still won't get you four you've got to learn how to apply the theory when i first found i knew how i was pretty concerned the whole basis of science is that anybody can do it anybody who follows the step-by-step -step method it doesn't take any special gifts that can't be trained i had visions of a world a universe of people 
in possession of this theory and method before they were wise enough to use it and chaos but then i thought it over i stopped worrying the methods of science were also open to all but few bothered to learn them most prefer their frustrations and their miseries to making the effort which will solve them for centuries the libraries containing all the accumulated knowledge and wisdom of mankind have been free and open to anybody who wants to read but few have bothered to absorb that knowledge and that wisdom this new key we have that unlocks the door to another vista of knowledge another point of view whereby we can change material things to suit our desire is merely another advance of science for science after all is no more than organized knowledge of reality you can't multiply six times six until you've learned how to add two and two most people won't bother it will be a long long time before any significant number will graduate through all the normal seven steps of e-science to become ready for the eighth some of the e's will master it but you know how few e's there are and the e's have enough restraint wisdom and selflessness to use this new knowledge for the benefit of man instead of his detriment i suspect that one has to be graduated beyond the desire to make me and mine ascended over others before he can absorb this knowledge maybe that's my trouble mcginnis said slowly i've been thinking all along of how much power this gives the ease wondering if even the ease should have this much power over others linda spoke up e mcginnis she said cal has solved the problem of what happened to the colonists why they didn't communicate do you think this will qualify him for his big e both men burst into laughter no question of it linda e mcginnis said with a chuckle but i doubt that it really matters to e gray now he can do things none of the rest of us can do and the real question now is whether we have the right to call ourselves seniors until we can match his ability i think cal said slowly we'd better recommend to ehq that the colonists be withdrawn from eden assigned somewhere else i've left the shield around the planet so none can enter or leave without the eighth key i can unlock the door and close it again perhaps eden should become the next step of the e the next hurdle he must cross when i've sent my ship and crew back to earth and we've removed all the colonists it might be a good idea to restore eden to what it was when i arrived a place where no tools will work no physical tools to qualify for e a man will be put on the island where he can live as we lived to work out the step-by-step -step method when he's ready he can go into the thought amplifier on the top of the mountain and if his mind is open enough to the potentials he'll receive the final step of instruction as i did one by one as the ease shake free of their present projects they can take this next step i'm not working on any project right now he mcginnis said hopefully i'll be right back cal said with a grin and we'll get started on it the chair where he had been sitting was empty end of chapter 28 of eight keys to eden by mark clifton read by dale grothman